Welcome back to the PDR Coach Podcast. Thank you guys for uh, always tuning in every week. This week um, is fun for me. I did a speech at the Mobile Tech Expo in Vegas, and this is the audio of that. I did video it on my phone, and I, I tried to set up my podcast mic, but I couldn't get it to work, so the audio is not the greatest, um, but I do think the content is worth listening to, so um, hopefully you guys can get past a little bit of the echoiness. My phone was uh, you know, far away from me, but I was mic'd up. And so there, the, the sound was coming through the room and into the phone. So not the greatest audio. So I apologize for that, but thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you guys want to talk, um, about anything, uh, for business coaching, mastermind groups, things like that, then, you know, I'm always available to talk and you know how to find me. Enjoy. What is the biggest problem affecting your PDR business? What is the one thing holding you back from taking the next step? What do you need to change to get the business growth you want? All these questions have the same answer. It's your mindset. My name is Corey Kleinfeld, and this is the PDR Coach Podcast, where I coach you on mindset around yourself and your PDR business. Now let's get started. With Coach Corey Kang. Thanks for, thanks for coming, everybody. I appreciate it. I see a lot of faces that I recognize out there, so there's a, quite a few that I don't. So, quick introduction of myself. My name is Corey Kleinfeld. My business is called Coach Corey K. What I do for the PR industry is I coach PR coach technicians. All right? I have some podcasts. I have a mastermind group. I coach technicians one-on-one. I try to help you guys enter the industry with a program called PR Launchpad. So that's kind of how, how I help with the industry. The way I developed my name actually is kind of a funny story, so I'm gonna tell you that right off the bat. I have three kids, two, two older girls, they're 10 and 8 now, but I always like coaching their softball games and their soccer games and everything. So I would go coach all them every time, and over the years they just started calling me Coach Corey, Coach Corey K. And they and always run up to me and be like, hey Coach Corey, what's up? Hey, I'd see him at Target or you know, in Alberta for the California people. Right, and they'd be super excited. So when I started thinking about business and I wanted to like help people, mentor people, do things like that, I decided I'm gonna go with Coach Corey K. So that's why if you guys come up to me and call me Coach Corey K, and I kind of look at you like pay you on the head, like, hey, what's up, buddy? So that's why. So don't go be fair. Um so 25, 30 minutes. I feel like I have lots to talk about. I'm gonna try my best to do it, keep it in that time frame and see if I can do some sort of impact, make some sort of shift or change in your life. Uh, three things I want to talk about today are these PDR creative, right? So I, I the three topics are preparation, decisions, and reason. My talks may be a little different than something else you're going to see out there. I, I tend to not talk about how to market, how to sell, how to do Google AdWords, run a CRM system. I do all those things and I understand them, but there's great people that train you on social media and marketing and things like that. They give you tools to put in your toolbox. All the guys out at the expo, guys and girls out at the expo sell your tools. They're all tools for your toolbox. What I like to focus on is the toolbox, toolbox itself. So I like to focus on kind of the high level stuff, the stuff that you have to mess with in your head first before you can take all those tools that you learned here today, all the other speeches, and take the tools out there and implement them into growing a business or creating this life that you want to, that you want to grow. I mean, that's why we're all here, right, is to create a business or a lifestyle and create money and create a life everyone has. 
I think the first thing you need to do in that is preparation. So what do I mean by preparation? Obviously, you can't prepare for every bad thing that happens in life, right? I can think of one thing that happened recently, like a global pandemic that kind of messed up everybody's business a little bit, right? We didn't know we would prepare for that. There's nothing you can do to prepare for that or prepare for a bad economy or prepare for a recession or prepare for a divorce or prepare for a business partner screwing you, all those things. Some of you guys have experienced different things like that. You can't prepare for each one of those things. But what you can prepare for is for things to change. You can prepare that things will be different and you still need to move forward on that path to create that detailing business, that PDR business, that thing that you want, that business and life that you want to create. The first rule that I'm going to give you guys is something that I utilize in my life and that I learned from a coach myself is preparation through visualization. All right? So what I do is I visualize where I want life to go. When this happens, I'm able to overcome any obstacles that come in my way because I visualize where I want to be, visualize where I want to go, how I'm going to do it, things like that. I'll tell you a story. And actually, preparation, preparation, or preparation decisions and preparation are, are key, or visualization is key to preparation decisions. So I'll tell you a story that some of you guys have all experienced. Um, I want my own mobile route in Northern California. I have dealerships, body shops, retail customers. Some people call me last minute. Some people need things changed. Some people sell across town needs me to do something. And so the other day, a couple weeks ago, I was in my car and I had two more retail appointments scheduled for the day. I was at a wholesale account that gave me way more work than I thought I was going to get. And then I had a body shop call me and said they wanted something done by five. And so what happened was I was in that situation. I sat in my truck and I didn't know what to do. I was like, do I stay here? Do I go? Who do I let down? Who do I serve? How, how am I supposed to manage all of this stuff, right? So with preparation, with decisions, and I'll show you from this talk how you can manage those situations and make those decisions ahead of time so when you get put in that situation, it doesn't blow up your day. It doesn't ruin your day. You don't let somebody down. You don't make mistakes, right? One thing that there's been, there's been um, scientific studies done that visualizing and actuality, your brain waves are the same. You can't tell the difference. So when you visualize, you're going to make different things. When you visualize something in the future, right, and you actually do it, your brain can't tell the difference. So everybody here does this in some capacity, and I'll tell you the example of what I do. We've all been in that situation, we're getting, getting better at debt repair, right? We're learning. Someone sends us a picture of a big dent, or if you're in detail or other service related, this is a tool you do. Someone sends us that, that picture, and we're like, well, I've seen this stuff before. Like, I've seen Bryce Kelly or Sal or somebody do this, and I think I can do it, but I'm not sure. I'm gonna say yes, I'm gonna quote it out this price, I'm gonna say yes. Book it five days ahead of time because then I'll be ready to do it in five days, right? I need a whole day to, to get it. And during that week, right, leading up to that big deck that we're gonna fix, we visualize what we're gonna do. We picture the tool we're gonna use. We think we're gonna glue pull it on this spot first. If that doesn't work, then I'm gonna do this. If it does work, then I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna deliver it to the customer this way. He's gonna be this excited. I'm going to get a review all that stuff. Do you guys visualize that? Do you guys do that in your head about how it's going to play out? You guys see some nods at least. If you play sports, right? We all, everybody in sports does this, especially as a little kid, right? Bottom of the ninth inning, right? Three, two, three, full count, two outs, right? You visualize yourself in that situation. That is part of the preparation for anything that comes, comes to you in life. 
Um, and that's one of the keys that you can do. So if you don't do it now, practice it. It does take practice. You can get better at it. Close your eyes and picture yourself in that situation. We're, humans are the only thing, species that can actually do that. It's a benefit that we have that no one else has. So I'll play a game. So I'll volunteer to help me. Um, you got to share a little bit of numbers in your business, so hopefully that's all right. But the question is, who here has billed, grossed $200,000 a year in their business? That wants to have a quick conversation with me. Anybody willing to admit that? No one makes over 200 in their business? And you drop it to 100? You don't have to do it, Mike. We know. What's your name? Uh, Kyle. Kyle? Thanks, Kyle. How long ago were you making like 50, 60, thousand dollars in your business? Probably 10, 10, 15 years, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. 10, okay, 10, 15 years ago. So has it been a gradual increase or did you hit 200 for the first time this year? Or? I would say it was gradual. Gradual? So like 50, 60, 70, 80? Yeah. 15 years later. If I'm trying to put yourself back, let's go to like maybe 120,000 dollars. A lot of money, right, for a business. 120K, 10K a month. It's a lot of money coming in, right? Um, when you, if you can go back to that time, so visualize yourself, let's say 10 years ago, when you thought about making $200,000, did you think it was going to be difficult to do? Yeah. Yeah. I think I could do it. You didn't think you could do it? When you were making 100K or 120K and you thought it was difficult, did you think that it was possible to do? To make 200? Yeah. When, when, was it, when was it real for you? At what number was 200 real for you? Um, it's, hard, it's hard to say, probably the last couple of years. It wasn't when you were at 199, right? Yeah. Maybe 160, and you're like, oh shit, I can actually do this, right? I think it's possible, right? Uh, when you imagine hitting 200K, was 200K a goal of yours? I just picked a number. Did you ever have like a big goal that you wanted, wanted to reach? Or you just wanted to grow? So if you could put yourself like five years ago when you're gonna hit $200,000 in your business, did you imagine that it was gonna be like a life-altering event, like $200,000, or when you hit 150 or 120 or 140, all those steps, did you think they were gonna be like big life-changing events? Like, damn, I mean, this is like a lot of money. Yeah. You didn't think that was gonna happen, you just thought you were gonna cruise on by? I mean, I was never thinking I got to be yeah, no, that's a, you, you can answer however you want. Yeah. What I'm curious is that, why reach that goal? Why shoot for that goal? Why try to make more if you don't think it's gonna make your life better, right? Did you think that more money would potentially make your life better? Like, it, she's, she's like, yeah. <laughs> Are you with him? Yes, we're partners. Yeah. What's that? <clears throat> gotcha. Do you guys run a detail or a PR business? Or? Detail. A detail business, cool. So, a lot of times when I work with clients, they picture this number, they have like this number that is like harder or impossible to reach or whatever. And they think it's 150 or 200 or 250. And they think when they get to this point, right, that their world's gonna change. They're like, I have $200,000. I'm gonna have so much money, I'm not gonna know what to do with it. The, my life's gonna be different. Everything's gonna change. Those clouds are gonna part and the sun's gonna like shine and we're gonna pop champagne bottles, right? And then when you do it, and all the people that are over 200 that are not ahead of you, over 200, you get there and you're like, how about 250? Right. Like, what, how about 250? And the reason, have you ever asked yourself, the people that pass that number, 
why that happens. We have this goal, we think it's gonna be amazing. We maybe even visualize this thing happening, like getting checks out of that thing, right? And then we get there and we're like, eh, it's not that cool, right? It's not as life-altering as we thought it would be. It's awesome, it's a good, good uh, goal to have. Part of the reason is what, what I have belief here. So preparation is two things, in my opinion. Visualization and belief that you're capable of doing that. So before you hit two hundred thousand dollars, Kyle, sorry to interrupt. That's right. Before you hit two hundred thousand dollars, you have to believe that it's, that you're capable of doing that. Like I asked you earlier, did you think it was be hard? Yeah. Did you think you were you could do it at hundred? No. At one sixty? Yeah. Then you thought you could, right? You have to believe it. Those goals that those beliefs have to be realistic, right? The the belief is part of the preparation. So the preparation between visualization. And belief when you visualize where you want to go in life and you believe you're capable of doing it, that's the preparation. All right? So, belief belief is a funny thing. Um, we literally get to believe anything that we want. There is not really a definition for belief. The definition is basically something you repeat so many times in your head that you believe it's true. If you watch the news right now, you understand that people can believe anything, right? Right? You can believe that the earth is flat, you can believe that Elvis is still alive. Right? You can believe that Joe Biden's doing a great job with the economy. You can believe anything that you want to believe in, right? And it's true. Because if I said you don't believe that, I said you don't believe that the earth is flat, that would be my view, not your own. Because you do believe the earth is flat. Belief, right? Doesn't mean that it's true. Doesn't mean that it like, can be fact checked. Doesn't mean that it's a real tangible thing. You just believe that. So you get to believe basically whatever you want, right? That's the cool thing. So the bad thing is you believe whatever you want. The good thing is, you get to believe whatever you want. So you get to believe that you're you're worthy of making or of have the ability to make two hundred thousand dollars, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, a million dollars. Open up a retail shop, have a business of twenty people. You get to believe all that stuff before it's actually true. And you can actually have to believe you're not wrong. Like I believe that I can have a million dollar business. Like that, that's not true. Like of course it's true. I believe that's possible. And you have to believe that before it's actually true. That's why when you get to these numbers. At two hundred or two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and you get to that point, it's not that crazy because you're like, I raised two hundred thousand dollars, but you're like, damn, they damn right I did because like I put in the preparation, I put in the time, I made the decisions to do that. I had a reason why I wanted to make that happen. Of course, I made two hundred thousand dollars. You already believed it long before you made it. That's why when you get to these numbers or you reach these goals, you do all that. They're not life-altering experiences because you already believe that it's true. So preparation with visualization and belief, you're able to overcome any of those obstacles. You visualize, is something wrong with it? Oh, no, you're good, I was doing that. I thought myself. No, no, no. Um, you can overcome anything. So when a worldwide pandemic hits, right, which we all have experienced, you visualize where you want to go, you believe it's possible, that's a bump, albeit a large bump, in the road to that progress, right? When we focus on Google AdWords will change my business. Opening a shop is gonna solve my problems. Hiring a technician is gonna solve my problems. All I gotta do is start making YouTube videos, that's gonna solve my, that's gonna be the thing that, and, and then the world changes, a bad economy hits, Google changes their algorithm, and none of that stuff works anymore, anymore. You don't have anything to fall back on. That's when businesses fail. That's when you're like this, I'm putting everything into here, and it doesn't work, then what do you do? If you have this preparation for your business, built into that, then you get to overcome those things. Like, well, that didn't work, but like, I see myself here and I believe I can get there, so let me try this thing now. It doesn't stop me from doing that. 
And I know some of you guys are kind of looking at me like, like that's some hippie California like bullshit stuff, right? Like, some guys from California are like, yeah, that makes sense. And other people like Arkansas, they're like, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> I'd be funny enough. According to. According to. Sorry. What I ask you is though, what's the opposite of that? Right? None of the stuff I'm saying might sound a little crazy, like a little bit woo woo stuff, but I'm gonna get into how to make it not sound just all in your head, right? Um, the antithesis of that is not visualizing where you want to go, just going day by day and doing what needs to be done, right? Or not believing that you're capable. Like, yeah, I'm working, I'm, all, all I do is like, I push dents, I, I fix dents, that's all I do. But you don't believe that you're capable of being more, you don't believe that you're capable of running a business or opening a shop or hiring five guys or winning the dental movies, right? You gotta believe all that stuff's possible before it's true. So I'm going to talk about here real quick about my just the that's what you guys can hear of this develop of this process that I created. I like acronyms. Can you guys see this? People that have been coached through some of my programs, I like acronyms because you can you can remember when you leave here that you might you might remember this stuff. So the acronym that I created this is not one of my life right here when I try to make goals. It's bear. I call it the bear mindset. If you guys have heard my podcast, I know some of you have listened to it. I talk about this stuff. All right, this is my development of how I create goals, how I try to make them come true, how I visualize where I want to be to make it happen. So there's stands for belief, environment, action, and results. We're going to talk about this preparation goes into this belief. So a lot of times when I'm making goals, like when people say like set goals, right? Like, okay, cool, let's set a goal right now. That's this result that you want to create, like $200,000, probably, yeah. $200,000 is my goal. You didn't have that goal, but 150, 160, whatever. Everybody's different, right? If you just started making your goals, get a dealership, right? Or a fitness goal. I want to I wanna run a 5K or whatever it may be, right? Um, so you start here with the results, right here, and then you go back up to the beginning with the belief. So remember, we can believe anything we want. We can just make that shit up. That's like, you can do whatever. So results, what do you have to believe in order to if you want to make $200,000 in your business, or $250 or whatever, what do you have to believe about yourself, about your business, about your life, in order to make that happen? Right? I have to believe that I'm capable of making, probably should be the easy number, what is it, like 15K a month? Oh my god. Is that right? How much? That's really close. 200000 That's about it. 14 days. So you got to believe you're capable of making $14,000 a month, which is basically $3,500 a week, week, which is, you know, $700 a day. you got to believe that about yourself. you got to break it down for hour. I believe I'm capable of doing this. Whatever those beliefs are. And then the next step is you got to put yourself in an environment to make it happen. This MTE, why I loved it and why I missed it for the last couple of years, or the last year and a half or so, is because this is an environment. These are people that are all here trying to achieve the same goals. No one here at Education Day is here in Education Day because they don't want to better their business. They don't want to have better beliefs about themselves. They don't want to think that what they can achieve is possible. They came here to learn these things from people like Gene on how to loophole, and I think Mike can talk about social media later, right? We came here to learn these things, put ourselves in an environment to make that happen. The environment can be many things. It can be uh, your, you know, here's a, ever heard this quote, like, you're, you're like the five, you're most like the five people you hang out with. Everyone's heard that, right? I think of Zig Ziglar, maybe. That's because this is your environment, right? We're most like our environment, we're adaptable creatures into the world. So if we hang out with five people and we say, I want to make $200,000, I believe I can, and you move into the environment, and your buddy's like, can't get that shit, dude. 
You know where you came from, right? That's not possible for you. Look around, look at your uncle, look at this, right? It's not possible for you. So you need to have the environment that makes that stuff happen. Actually, the next talk is Gene Fetty talking about your uh, 20 year mastermind. That's an environment that you can join in. I suggest you all stay for that too, because that's gonna be an awesome talk. But that's an environment you can put yourself in, right? Knowing, knowing other dead guys, having other people that want to achieve things in life, that's the environment. And then, so this is all the hippie California shit right here, right? Hippie California bullshit, I call it. This right here is when all this stuff happens. So we can, we want these results, right? We prepare, we have this belief, we put ourselves in the right environment. Like, I believe I'm gonna be a billionaire. And all I hang out with is like 100 millionaires, full-time 100 millionaires, and billionaires, and all that stuff. And then I go home and do nothing, right? Or I go, this is like the, uh, the rich kid that grows up that knows things are possible because his dad's a billionaire or a multi-multi-millionaire. And he hangs out with all the coolest people and, and famous people and all that stuff. But then he doesn't do any of this stuff right here, right? Like that part, like that's the hard part, the action, right? Coming up and doing it, actually going to the dealership, actually selling, actually going to NTE, actually doing all those things. So result that you want, Believe it's possible, put yourself in the right environment, and then you have to take action. Action's messy, it's never as good as you want it to be. I don't speak in front of a lot of people. I'm a podcaster. I, like, I sit behind my little computer, right, and I'm behind everybody. And uh, then you guys listen to it. You all say you like it, which is good. But now I'm taking action because I want to be a better speaker. So how do you become a better speaker? Right? Fucking talk. Right? Or how do you become a better dang guy or gal? Or detail, or do it a bunch, right? Pretty solid environment, get some training probably, right? But also do it as much as possible. So the next section here I'm talking about is decisions, all right? So this is my preparation that was all this is my bare mindset. If you guys want, if you scan this little QR code, I don't know why there's a characters in this thing, because there's a little dinosaur in there. Kind of cool, but you scan that or text the number, I'll give you some worksheets that you guys can like use this stuff. But um Decisions. <clears throat> decisions can be difficult sometimes. Like actually deciding something. It's funny because I was giving this speech and like I was listening, I was talking to you guys at dinner last night and Gene and a few other people and then like, I can't decide. You were actually just saying that on the about the lights, right? Like I can't decide the lights again. Decisions are so hard, right? Um, this is <laughs> this is part of the of the preparation and decision. So decisions give you direction of where to go, right? You want to make better videos and you gotta get some lights, but you just gotta like decide on it. Right? It's the hard part. Well, everybody thinks decisions are hard. Kyle, I'm gonna do a little test with you again because you volunteered. If you want to come up, I have one question to ask you and you have to make a decision on it. Alright? It's gonna be super easy. Because decisions are easy to come up Alright? I thought it was earlier, so just give us my hand on one. Yeah. Let's see. I think it's 23 bucks. Do you want $23? Yes, yes. Please. See, look at that. Decisions are easy. That's thanks for a uh, volunteer for you. That's it. <laughs> that's, how that's how decisions are made. Right? You're, look, I'm not going to bring a bunch of cash to this thing. I'm going to be like hiding the hundreds to like four. <laughs> My point being is that like we make decisions to be like crazy difficult. Way more difficult than they need to be most of the time. The reason that decision is so easy is because we've all programmed ourselves. We made this decision a long time ago. If someone hands us money and says, Do you want this money? You say, We've all made that decision. That decision's already been made. I don't care if it's a dollar, one dollar, yeah, take a dollar, one thousand, you know, take a dollar dollars. It's one of those government stuff that, right? To be like, what money? Take some money. Um, 
<laughs> but basically decisions are easy. What's hard about decisions is the emotional part of it. I know I'm talking about emotions, so bear with me, California side of me. The hard part about choosing even a small decision of what light to get to make your YouTube videos better is that you think you're gonna make your own mistake. Or you think you're gonna make your own choice and it's gonna be a mistake. Right? You think if I get the $50 one, but there's a $200 one, so I'm gonna get the 50 is not gonna be good, I'm gonna set it up, they're not gonna be as good. If I get the $200 one, I'm gonna be upset because I spent too much money, and the $50 one was probably good enough. Right? We run all these things through our head and like make all these decisions so scary and crazy. And that goes with everything. That's a small one, right? And then there's big ones like, do I quit my job and go full time in a PR or Pretty good decision. The decision is easy, it's either yes or no. That's it. There's only those two choices. Right? Or maybe something in between of like I'll stay here but also start my business. Problem is all this stuff, all this stuff comes up in our head. We have fear of failing. What is my mother-in-law gonna think about me? Right? Or my wife. What if I don't make enough money and I can't get my kids the Christmas presents? Like all that shit. We've all experienced that. People starting businesses, right? All that fear. So decisions are easy. It's the fear and the emotional part and all that stuff that comes up that us humans have that makes everything so damn difficult. It makes it great because we get a full range of emotions. We're not just a dog who sleeps and sits around. We get to feel we get to feel all these things and we get to be excited and we get to be scared and all that stuff. But it's, it's hard. So how can we simplify decisions down to make it as e every decision as easy as like you want 24 bucks, right? If we can make that, every decision that easier, like the heck of a lot easier, right? Should I add, what's up? You asking how, well, basically it's a change. The reason why it's hard for you to make a decision is you don't know what's on the other side. Yeah. It's the unknown part. Yeah. So if you accept change, everything's gonna be fine, you know, mind that to yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Do, who here, and to go on that, who here likes, likes, enjoys change? So like 15, 20% maybe? Something like that, maybe 30? That's a learned behavior, right? Probably, for the most part. You enjoy the kind of unknown aspect of like creating something new or, or, or trying a new service or trying a new marketing thing, right? That's a learned, that's a learned behavior. And that's true, like that is something. People are scared of change itself, period. People have this fear in their head. They already told themselves a story or ask these questions of fear of change. That came from, you know, stuff happened in childhood or, or people have made you feel this way because, you know, your uncle or your friend or your teacher or your sporting coach said you never going to shit, right? And now you're like, oh, I can't change. Again. This is who I am. I have to be this person, right? Um, so accepting that, and that's one thing. Um, so two ways, got track of two ways, but that is true, that you can prepare to make these decisions is one, decide ahead of time. Like make decisions before you actually have to make the decision in the moment, right? We all have the same thing, Kyle, like Kyle did. If I gave you 23 bucks, you'd say yes. You, no one here is going to be like, no, I'm good, I appreciate that. You know, very few people. Um, so you make those decisions ahead of time. How many decisions can we make ahead of time so it makes our life easier in the moment? When the emotional part is, when the hard part is, when you when you scratch that customer's car, right? Or bust their pain or something like that. That's a pretty shitty time, right? You're like, dang, what do I do? If you have a wholesale line, you're like, it's not that bad. 
probably no one's gonna notice that, right? <laughs> right? At, at, a, at a retail job, you're like, I gotta tell them, right? Make all those decisions ahead of time. That way, when you go through paint, or when you scratch a car, pull paint, blue pulling, decisions already made. It's not even emotional. I'm like, gosh dang it, gotta pay for it. Like, that decision for me has already been made. And a lot of guys here do that do that type of stuff. These decisions are made ahead of time. The second way, I didn't write it down. I was going to write it down. The second way to um, prepare for that stuff and make decisions is to understand that half of life is going to be a pretty, you know, we're going to need what we would call negative emotions. Fear, discouragement, FOMO even is probably a good one that is pretty current these days. Uh, fear of failure, not fitting in, things like that. So the two ways that you can do it is to make all decisions ahead of time and then understand that half of life is going to be some pretty bad stuff. What's up, James? Um, so those are, the two, those are the two ways. So what I call making decisions ahead of time is a core value. So I have core values in my business. Um, a lot of you have core values or principles that you stand by. Maybe they're not written down, but I have those things in my business. And one of those is that thing I just told you, like I always do the right thing no matter what. So if I buff through paint or pull paint at a wholesale lot, decisions already made, not gonna make it a thing, I'm not gonna like look back at it, I don't know if they're gonna see it, like I can probably get away with it. That decision is made for me, it's not an emotional thing anymore. It's just like, okay, I go tell him, broke a window, buff through paint, I did all this stuff, let's take care of it, right? That's like that's that's now a core value of mine, that's not who I am. You can have these core values in your life and make all these decisions ahead of time. So when you come up to things that are scary, like a core value can be, I enjoy change, right? And you can believe that about yourself before it's actually true. Like you're talking about, right? You get to do that. You get to do that. Um, and this way you can make decisions in a good state. So when you do this, results, right? I want to make sure okay. I believe I'm capable of doing that. I put myself in my, around my environment and then I make a decision. This is action. Like decisions is kind of in between this environment and action. So we want to take action on things. So <laughs> I've actually, so I asked this to a couple of my coaching clients and I, maybe a lot of you guys have done this, guys and girls experiences too. Have you ever said you're like, you're your business, right? Maybe it was a long time ago recently, you're gonna, you're gonna sell to body shops, or you're gonna sell to dealerships or something. And you drive over there, you get a little time, it's Thursday, right, four o'clock, you finish early, you drive over there, park in the parking lot, and you're like, start telling yourself, like, ah, manager's probably not here. <laughs> or he's probably not gonna want to, he's got a day now already, right? What are what, what, what the other things? Like, ah, you, you know, maybe I'm not good enough. I heard that, uh, you know, this person services the dealer and, and he's been around for 10 years and he's probably not going to change. You start telling me all these things, right? Because this is the hardest part right here is like the part between decision and action. That's the hardest part right there. But what you can do is make all these decisions when you're in a good state of mind. Like in a, in a half of life that's positive, you can make these decisions. So you decide ahead of time, I'm going to go sell to two dealerships on Thursday, period. The result, it is, it is what it is, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go sell those dealerships. When you're in a good state of mind, when you're, when you, like, let's say this, if you, if you were to go sell a dealership and you just cracked paint on a vehicle, probably not the best time to go sell a dealership because you kind of feel like I'm pretty bad at guy. I just ruined this car. But if you just fix the best thing in your life and made $1,000, 
and the highest ticket retail job you've ever done, and then went to sell the leadership, you probably have better success, right? Because you're in a good state of mind, you're able to make that decision ahead of time, that results in taking good action. So when you're making core values, when you're making these decisions ahead of time, when you're deciding these things for your life or envisioning things for your life, make sure it's in a, you're happy, at least. You're in a good state of mind. You're not feeling bad about things that just happened. Um, I'm gonna tell you guys a story. So I'm very cheap. Does anybody relate to that? I'm pretty cheap. You guys see my computer right here? See this little electrical update on the side? I can buy an apple, but I'm like, but how long can I make that last? You know? Hopefully it doesn't die now. Because I dropped it on the on the yesterday, but it's still close. I'm cheap, and so I always take my family on vacation. Not always, but we would go on vacation, and when I'm on vacation. Every time we spent money, we go to the restaurant. I'd be like, no, no sodas, no sodas. That's an extra twelve dollars or nine dollars. Right? That's naturally who I am. Some people are like, yeah, get sodas. And other people are like, I get that. So we went on this trip to Hawaii. We just had a year. We had this trip planned um, in April first of twenty twenty. It got canceled two weeks before we left, and we were super bummed. My kids were super bummed, and so we replanned it. And I made this decision ahead of time. I prepared. I prepared. For this Hawaii trip by saving saving a lot of money and, and then I decided I was gonna spend it on experiences before I got there. Before I got there. Like tell my kids, like, yeah, you guys want to go swim with turtles? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, I just spent that money. It's like, are oh, you done? I made that decision when everyone's excited because I wanted and my reason, right? My reason was I wanted to have my, my kids have a really awesome experience. Right? I'm not suggesting this on credit card debt, <laughs> by the way. But um, if you can save up, prepare to save, make decisions ahead of time, and then your reason, my reason being, I wanted my kids to have an awesome experience, where usually I would go there and I would be like, ah, that's probably not worth it. Like, okay, turtle, like I could probably go up there and swim and see the turtle myself, or maybe like, you know, go to like the Monterey Bay Aquarium maybe and see a turtle or something. I'd do all these things in my head, try to talk myself out of there, right? So I made the decision ahead of time to spend money on my experiences, and I had a reason to do so. I wanted my kids to be like super stoked because they were really bummed. First world problem, but they were bummed to go to Hawaii. Um, everything has a reason. I have a reason for that trip. I have a reason for standing up here today. You guys have a reason for coming to my talk. MTE has a reason for existing. All the tools that you're going to see out there in the expo over the next couple of days have a reason for their existence, for a reason for them, a problem for them to solve. Um, everything has a reason. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you what this part's probably kind of hard for me. I'll tell you guys why I'm up here. So when I was 18, I was not the person that you see today. Most people only know me for like maybe two years, including including Gene, who we are business partners now and some stuff. Most of you guys only know me for a couple years. I was a pretty bad kid for the most part, right? Growing up, I grew up in a place called Stockton, California. If you guys have heard of it, it was I think voted the do you know, Cassie, the most miserable city in the country, like three years ago? Yeah, it was close, right? If you got through it, you can see. Like, that's where all my people were. That's where all my guys were. So, I was like entitled. My dad on that program next anymore. Started that program next anymore. Um, he was successful. Like, he had money. We weren't like super wealthy, but like, I got I got one of my kids, we got a bike, and all this stuff, but like, I just entitled. Right? I felt like the world owed me something. I felt like I didn't I shouldn't have to work as hard as like I saw my dad work to get this stuff. 
right? I just I just wanted it all, so I took it from places. I stole I stole some stuff, lots of, and eventually I got caught stealing stuff, which is gonna happen, right? And I was 18 years old in two months, so I was like a big kid when I got caught. Now when I was in 17, that was a big deal. About 18, that that changed your life forever. So I got caught. Wasn't that bad. I only stole a couple of little things, so it was misdemeanor theft. It was on the record for 10 years. I actually tried to become, before going back to work for my dad at Denver, I would become a debt tech. I tried to become a financial advisor, believe it or not, because I love money and I'm frugal. I, can, I like a lot of stuff, but I couldn't because I stole. And then all my people would steal become financial advisors. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Even misdemeanor theft 10 years ago when you were 18, you know, it's, it's a hard line though, which makes sense now that I'm past all that. <clears throat> Being mad at myself. But I took personal responsibility for that now. I've never shared that story before to anyone except for like three people in my life, but I decided I'm gonna start sharing it anymore because that's me taking responsibility of, of my actions and what I did. And one time I was reading this book, I read a lot of books, I listened to a lot of books on Audible while fixing things. It was called Everything is Figure Out by Marie Forleo. And it was a good book. I don't remember much about it, but I remember this sentence that she told me, and she said, if you have values offered to the world, if you have something to give them, right, whether it's whether it's from, from who you are, or whether it's a detail service, or a PDR service, or marketing, PDR marketing minute, or loophole training, or whatever it is that you have to give the world, social media skills, if you're not doing that, then you're actually stealing. You're actually stealing from their potential products. When we look around the MTE, and we have great speakers, we have people changing the industry and tools, we have, we have all this stuff happening, right? If they didn't do that, all of our lives would be affected. They wouldn't be as good if I didn't have all the stuff I just said, social media skills, Google, if you didn't have that stuff, our life would be not as good. If everybody out there didn't have a reason to do what they did. If Steve Jobs didn't create an iPhone, right? This value that he had, brilliant person, Decided like, ah, I'm kind of scared, right? I don't want to walk into that leadership. I'm kind of scared to like tell people that I'm going to change the world through an iPhone. Or if Jeff Bezos didn't start selling books on Amazon. Or if Anson didn't do their thing. Or if Chris White didn't decide to make his own line of blue blowing products. Plastics company changing the entire game for PDR. Or if Anson didn't decide to do a dead craft. Or anybody of these people didn't decide to do that stuff all our lives would be affected. We'd be stealing, they would be stealing from us potentially getting better, right? That's the way I look at it now. And so the, all this stuff scares me. And if people have been coached by me, starting a podcast, scared me. Coaching, coaching other clients, scared me. Uh, what else do I do? Starting a program, a video program to help guys transition from body shops into PDR, that scared me. All that stuff scares me. But what scares me more is being accused of stealing from those people because I know I have a way to help them. I know I have a perspective to help them. I know I can simplify things. I know that I can see the best in people even when they can't see that stuff. Like I can see the potential of Kyle making $300,000 in his business before even he does. That's just because that's the way I see the world. So when I don't give that to people, and I don't do that for people, I'm stealing from them. And that actually scares me more than making a podcast. Or it scares me more than coming up here because this, is nervous. this makes me nervous. This is a hard thing to do to speak in front of people. That stuff scares me more. So figure out what 
your powers are. Figure out what you're good at. Maybe it's decorative right now, maybe it's detailing, but there's something in there that is special to you. Every single person in this room, in this world, has, has their own thing to give. There's no person that is exactly the same. Everybody's experience is different. Even if you grew up in the same, like you guys don't have siblings. Same household, same parents, same close to everything until you're five and then starts, you know, you then you go to school and whatnot, but same exact environment, completely different people, right? We have stuff inherently different inside of us. We're all different experiences. We all see the world differently. You and I can both watch the same speech today and I'll be like, I got this from you. And you'll say, I got this from you. So everybody has their own unique thing. Figure out what it is and then not, don't be scared to help people with it. Um, so the way that I write down my reason, I meant to write this down, but I'll do it now because it's super, super easy. So I surf, and this is all if you scan the code that's in there. So that. This is how I this is how I sum up like any business that I create or any idea that I have is this. So why I'm up here today, right, is because I don't want, I think I have something to give you guys, and I hope that's true, but I don't want to steal from you by not doing it because I'm too scared to do this. But all the other MTs before this that I didn't sign up for this because I was too scared to do it, right? I feel like I took something from you. And you gotta believe that. I can believe everything I want, even if you don't agree with it, by the way. <laughs> so I serve, so that, so I serve uh, automotive technicians so that they can grow their business, grow themselves, make more money, and work less hours. That's what I do. And that's my goal. Because that's what I achieved in my life. I want, I, I'm able to make more money and work less hours. Be able to make as much or more money and still go on vacation and still be, still be the dad I want to be and do all that. So, what do you do for your, for your businesses, right? In detail or PDR or anything that you create, right? You have a PDR, I have a PDR business that we serve. We serve, um, what is it? I serve uh, middle class families. That's my, my niche. Right? I like the family cars, the Tahoes, the minivans. Plus, as Cassie knows, I live in a city that is all family oriented. Actually, stop in the most miserable city in the world. I now live in the best city in the world where there's a family. Three years ago, I voted in Folsom. Oh, it was actually pretty close to that, too. Um, so I serve middle class families so that they can feel good about their ride and about themselves. That's what I do. So every decision that I make is like, is this going to make them feel better about their car? so that they, they can feel better about themselves because whether you believe it or not, people define themselves by their car sometimes. And when you have the mall that lives in Folsom, that has two perfect children that go to private school, that has a black tallow, let's say black escalator, that's better. And she gets her hair done and her nails done and a little bit of lip injections. Not too much though, so you can't tell you. She wants her car to be You guys know what I'm talking about though, right? Not too much, just like a little bit. Like Instagram influence or something. Uh, so that's how I serve. So every time I create something, I have a reason. I serve these people so that they can do this thing. So if you can take anything from this, that was a lot. I'll try to see if I can sum it up, right? Preparing ahead of time for anything. Even preparing yourself to make decisions ahead of time for anything and having a reason, whether it's your family or to get out of debt or to change the way the world sees PDR, or to change the way the world sees loophole, whatever it may be. You prepare to do it with uh, visualization and belief, and you make these decisions, and decisions are easy, and they're simple. 
and you have reason to do so, then you'll see a better life. That's what I mean. You guys have any questions? I'm going to answer Thank you for listening to another episode of the PDR Coach Podcast. If you got any value from this podcast and want to do something for me, then the best way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast and give me a rating and review. If you want to know more about me, then you can find me on Instagram by searching for the PDR Coach or find me on my website at coachcoreyk.com, C-O-R-Y-K.com. Thank you for listening and I'll be back next week.